I dedicate this as an offering to the three treasures of the true Buddhist month of sowing and pray that their power, beneficence, and influence ever more widely prevail. Nam myo renge kyo, nam myo renge kyo, nam myo renge kyo. Welcome, folks, to Soka Gakkai Becoming Nichiren and Shoshu Member. I'm your host, Zan Zan. You're with me on my walk to the bus. It's raining. Go figure, it's raining in Seattle. It's kind of funny, right? Ha! 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 Okay, okay. Well, forgive me if I seem a little out of breath. I'm walking and getting over a dreadful cough. But it's not the worst, and it could be worse. So, I am appreciating my obstacles as an opportunity to change my karma, as instructed by the chief priest of Noshinji Temple during my guiding session. It's cool, you get to just talk to the chief priest for like, an hour or so and hang out with them. It's really awesome. Please forgive me. (coughs) Excuse me. So, I want to touch on something today uh, a little more into the realm of uh, doctrine and similarities and differences. Now, I used to be Soka Gakkai member for about 10 years and I, I kept asking questions no one could answer. I really liked the longer going that people used to do. And I noticed a, a relationship, a correlation to how many people were um, beginning their faith in the books that I read. And it, it had a direct correlation to when people were doing the longer gongyo in groups, in rhythm, together, in unity with the priesthood. There's just different numbers. It's a different numbers game. And SGI likes results. So think about it, folks. More chanting, more shakabuku. Right? It seems simple, but it's profound. Okay. So, with that being said, I asked where the Gohonzon comes from, what I, what I thought was the Gohonzon. The Honzon, the scroll the SGI chants to. It's a counterfeit, it's a knockoff, it's copied and sold for 20 bucks. Um, but you have to get a subscription to the magazine and the newspaper, and you have to eat their garbage about the priesthood before they even let you get one. And then they bind it to you with a bunch of people in a room clapping. To, they tell you to stay close to your district and to Daisaku Ikeda, who they call sensei. And they, 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 they preach that that's the recipe for Buddhahood in your present form. And to be in rhythm with the Gakkai, the Soka Gakkai. Uh, they call themselves the Soka Gakkai Buddha. They claim to be a faith-based organization, and some people call it a democratic-based faith-based organization. And then others see it as an arena for wardens of hell to interfere with others' lives and enjoy things conjured by them. So, it becomes uh, the most evil of all teachings in relation to the one great secret law propagated correctly for over 700 years by Nichiren Shoshu, the orthodox school of Nichiren Daishonin's teachings. And Nichiren Daishonin's teachings is not just about you attaining Buddhahood in your present form, it's about peace of the land. 
a lasting piece of the land. Everybody wants that. Because even if you're a wretched criminal who hates everybody and everything, you still need a ground to walk on. And the way things are going, it's going to be like Mars here pretty soon. Not a good prospect. So the idea of helping the land somehow without having to get a biology degree or environmentalist anything. You can start with your spiritual practice. You can practice Nichiren Shoshu Buddhism and peace will emanate from the infinite source of Namyoho Rengekyo, the Daigon Zone of the Three Great Secret Laws. I'm sorry, SGI. I'm not really sorry. But I, I really feel for you because you believe this Namyoho Rengekyo is, is just your life itself. And, and that's it. And that's pretty limiting. Why would you even need what you call a Gohon Zone if you were going to just worship yourself? You could just get a regular mirror. Or you could just keep a journal and write your name in it and chant your name over and over. I mean, this stuff is done in other religions, other practices, earth-based and otherwise, where they utilize these systems and these tools to, to, to trigger frequencies, evoke energy from the body and the environment to create, to manifest, to destroy, to protect, to heal. This is just regular old metaphysical hum-mum-ba-drum-bumbo. All right. That's right. I couldn't say that if I, again if I tried. Hum-mum-ba-drum-bumbo. Anyway, you want to do one that's going to bring peace, right? That's what we're after here. Peace. Lasting peace. Everybody wants peace inside and outside of their body. That's the goal here. So, if you're not getting all that in Nichiren Shoshu, oh, excuse me. <laughs> if you're not getting, well, if you're not getting that Nichiren Shoshu, you're not doing it right. But if you're not getting that in Sokugakai, it's because you're definitely not doing it right. It's been stolen. It's been knocked off. And, and then the roots have been erased. The Daigohons under the Three Great Secret Laws, the, the priesthood, the Shoten Zenjin, they've all been removed from the Gongyo book, the little prayer book that you do every day. And that prayer book has been chopped down to 10 minutes as opposed to 35. And that 35 minutes, it may sound long now, but once you do it a few times, you feel like you are coming home. You felt glimpses of that when you were doing it with the SGI, because there's lots of people in lots of rooms, and they've tailored their tricks for a while now. Although, you'll still find that it, it, other things in your life you feel are just as powerful or similar or even more powerful than the SGI's version of this practice. You may even uh, wind up mixing uh, the SGI's practice with other practices and thinking that that's the way you get effect. Um, I speak from experience. Um, I used to call myself quite the spiritual scientist where mixing and matching and bubbling and sometimes you become Mr. Hyde and all you wanted to do was be the Mr. Jekyll. But so alienating everybody in my life, alienating myself. But really, really even looking down on people for not joining the Sokogakai, you become a monster. You really do. <laughs> and, you know, the practice, the practice that you do, you take on the attributes of the object of focus, the object of worship. And in the Sokogakai, it's, they denounce the scroll you chant to, and they say it's a piece of paper all the time. And then they hold Aisaku Ikeda on high. They hold his words as the sacred writings. There's even a Daisaku Ikeda Zenshu. They have canonized Daisaku Ikeda. This is fairly new. Although they've been working on it for a long time. 
there, there's fan clubs and, and leaders and, and executive leaders and, and it's just you become like the businessman Daisaku Ikeda became. You take on this fast-talking attribute. You take on this, this um, appropriation mentality even more so than we're already doing when not even knowing about it here in America even, or especially. And if you think about that, taking something and not giving anything in return and then utilizing that thing for your own benefit, it's terrible. That's, that's messing up the cause and effect, don't you think? Don't you think the cause and effect is being a little cheated? I don't know, anybody watch Full Metal Alchemist? The Law of Equivalent Exchange. I'm a, I like um, anime. The idea of cause and effect, you cannot ignore it or it's going to hurt. You know, you jump off a cliff, you fall down. You touch fire, you get burned. You don't drink enough water, you get thirsty, maybe you die of thirst. There's cause and effect. There, you can't mess with that. It's just like the one thing that, that you can <laughs> All else is changeable. <laughs> Now, nothing is constant. This is the law of birth and death. But that law of birth and death is cause and effect, right? So let's take a look at some things and, and ask ourselves if we want to manifest those things in our life. If we want to fuse with that idea and go to the end of what that says you get. So here in America, we're a Christian nation, Christian country. There's Buddhist nations, there's Muslim nations, there's Jew Jewish nations. There's a lot of different, you know, the... The religion of a nation, one could say, uh, provides a certain type of frequency, flavor, food, or sound to the unseen energies in the land and the seen energies of the land. So, <laughs> for instance, uh, in America, maybe a lot of people think there's a bunch of angels everywhere and demons and all these other things that you read about in the Bible. And maybe, you know... <laughs> And in, when you practice these things, you give power to certain things, and those things begin to influence your life. Maybe because you, you, you want them to. Maybe because you believe they will. <laughs> Although, what is the influence? What is the influence? In, in what I, see, I'm not just talking outside of my face. My mother's family was raised Jehovah Witness, um, and they still are, pretty much, except for my mom. And then she ran away at 12, and things like that. And then my father's side, although my father is part of the SGI, <laughs> uh, is mostly like a King James Christian Bible version. <laughs> I think one of them is even a pastor or a, what is it, a, uh, the others, some kind of study that they did in school that uh, they attained something. <laughs> but anyway, they're around the Christian Bible. So, what I noticed different about the Christian Bible and Jehovah's Witness Bible is the name Jehovah. The Israelites or the Jewish people or the people, people in Israel or, or other people, uh, they don't like even saying the word Jehovah because in their religion, Judaism, you have to be very pure to say that. And so they use like 72 different names for the same being. Um, Yahweh, Yadzeyin Lamed, things like this. And some of them even chanted... Uh, almost like a daimoku, the Kabbalah, Jewish mystics, <clears throat> things like this. And that's interesting to me. <coughs> Pardon me. And then the Jehovah's Witnesses talk about this name Jehovah, and that's the name of the ruler of the universe, 
and the creator and all those things. And these books with these words of say Jesus, which is Christianity, but and then the the Jewish one is uh, this, they don't they don't believe Jesus was the Messiah. They believe the Messiah is yet to come. Jesus was just a prophet. And and so when you look at these differences, you know, Catholicism focuses on the Mother Mary. You have to ask yourself the origin of things. What's the origins of these things? What? How did these things come about? Well, time immemorial, right? Things like that. That's what you hear. And. What is the outcome of you practicing this teaching? That, that is so important. I mean, if you're making a cake and you're allergic to hazelnuts, okay, and you don't know, but one of the ingredients you have has hazelnuts and you're gonna make that cake. You're going through all the trouble. You're gonna make the, you know, the batter and the dough, or, you know, you make the, the frosting from scratch. And, and one of those ingredients you didn't know because it wasn't on the front, it just was embedded in it, has hazelnuts. Dun, 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 cake of doom, right? Little did you know, little did you know, you're eating the cake of doom. Don't eat the cake of doom of religion. Join me here on this thought that I'm sharing. So, the end result of these Christian-based religions is uh, going to heaven, right? That's, that's the end-all be-all, is that when you die, if you've been following the teaching enough, well, if you ask for forgiveness, or if you get your last rights, or however it goes, I'm not an expert on anything. <laughs> then you go to heaven, which is supposed to be a nice place without any suffering, all the good things you can imagine. And the Jehovah Witness practice, they talk about um, the end of days coming, and only a certain amount of Jehovah Witnesses will live through the end of days. Only they will, too. And it'll be their job to resurrect everybody and teach them the way of Jehovah. That's their kind of one of the versions of their ending story of like the end of times. And then they say, once everyone knows about Jehovah, there'll be a decision everyone can make. It's so weird that they can then join the forces of uh, Satan or stay on the army of Jehovah. And then there's a great battle. And then after that great battle, prophesied Jehovah will win and oh no wait a second before I know this is getting really deep into Christianity but bear with me it all connects here okay end of days comes Lucifer's locked in a lake of fire for a thousand years or something ten thousand years or a million I don't know how many years and there's all this peace and then he's let out and then everyone gets the choice to join him or not and then there's a final battle okay now, I don't know what happens after the final battle. I think, oh yeah, I think uh, the new system, they call it, or uh, their version of Paradise Regained, is returned to the earth and there's no illness or death. Okay. So, I mean, that sounds great. That's a, but that sounds like a lot of fighting and weird <laughs> necromancy stuff. If you ask me from a spirit metaphysical standpoint. <clears throat> so, if you practice that, that, and this is all just on your hope. This is literally, you're just hoping this. You're not promised to really... I mean, if you follow the overseer of your congregation's guidance and you go to the meetings and you don't talk to anybody who's not Jehovah's Witness and you don't, you don't do anything, people that are older or more 
more entrenched in the practice, say not to do, like you follow this strict line, and supposedly you get blessings, and whatever those blessings are, I don't know. Uh, in Christianity, usually they, they try to get the, the, the fruits of Christ, is what they call. And uh, these kind of abilities that they saw this man Jesus having, that they can develop through their correct practice of Christianity. Now this is all stuff that I've gathered from many different types of Christianity, including Jehovah's Witness, and over the 33 short years that I've been on the planet, um, although from a very young age been entrenched in uh, religious thought and research. And then, and I don't know, I know in Judaism there's this idea of tikkun, which is like a similar kind of way of harmony with everybody, where everyone's helping each other, there's no money, and it's a, all this stuff uh, is different, and that that's interesting too. Okay. That's still a hope-based thing. There's, there's still a lot of suffering that goes unrelieved in a lot of these after death or after God decides. That's a lot of it. It's after God decides, after Yahweh or Jehovah chooses the time and that you are to be patient and wait and um, do the things in the Bible that you're told to do. And if you read the Bible, it is quite an interesting collection of books. And they're all a bit interesting. I haven't read them all, of course. Um, I, I've read enough to be very uh, manic or very confused. or very. But what I realize is that, similar to all other practices, the people who pre preach these books often aren't really t trying to tell you to read the book and follow the book. They may reference that, but they really want you to listen to and do what they are saying. And that's interesting. That's an interesting concept as well. Almost as if they're implying there's uh, something hidden in the depths or something, right? Now, <clears throat> after all that garbledygook talk about Christian religion, non-Buddhist religion, now we get into the realm of Buddhism a little bit, because I'm not going to spend too much time in those lower worlds. That Buddhism talks about four noble worlds. And when I'm talking to anybody in a Christian-based practice, literally all I have to do to stop their mouths and to... I mean, unless they're just not listening. <laughs> but to really put a stake in the conversation and make them... You watch the top of their head open and stars fly out and in. And you're like, wow, look at look what that just did. You tell them there are four worlds above heaven. And that you don't have to die to get there. You don't have to die to get to heaven. And, that's, and you have to practice Buddhism to do it. You have to recite this ancient offering to the Dai Gohonzon of the Three Great Secret Laws remove all other religious practices from your life and focus on the Buddha's mind that was left for us to do so, that blows people's karma right out of the water. Because they start thinking, four worlds above heaven. My whole life I've been told that heaven's the highest thing, right? And then another name for a Buddha is teacher for God, of gods and men. And so there's even this aspect of teaching gods that I talk about sometimes. And then I talk about how old it is. Christianity is not as old as Buddhism. It's very young in comparison. And that alone helps, gets people to think too. I go, you know, this is much older. You can feel the peace in it when you do it. Try, just try. You know, you're not, it's just, a, it's just a, a word. You know? It's not magic, that's for sure. It's the reality of life. And so these little tiny things, and I stand firm on them, and sometimes I repeat them 
and they really open people up to appreciating what you're saying, I feel. And unless they're just kind of like turn or burn people that just don't really want to listen, in which case you've planted the seed, right? You're sowing the seed. You've, you've, you've implanted Buddhist information that wasn't there before and their mind is forever changed and you have high-fived their nervous system and together you are advancing to the land of Eagle Peak. So that's a little bit on how to talk to people in this Christian nation about this wonderful Buddhism. It's just my experience. I've gotten a lot of good results from it and I really hope everyone's questioning. What's the source of your practice and where are you going? What's, what's the point? Thank you again. Nam yo reng yo yo nam yo reng yo yo nam yo reng yo yo And for those of you wanting the numbers of the Nichiren Shoshu temples here in America, and soon I'll have the numbers for other ones, I'm just going to put this at the end of every episode. Um, Los Angeles area, Myohoji Temple, phone number 323-565-2888. Uh, New York area, Myosetsuji Temple, phone number 718-961-7269. Hawaii, Hon- Hawaii Honsaiji Temple, I believe, 808-235-8486. San Francisco area, Myoshinji Temple, that's the temple I belong to, woohoo! Uh, 510-222-8372. Washington, D.C. area. Washington, Washington, D.C. area, Myo Senji Temple, 301-593-9397, Vancouver area, Myo Shoji Temple, 604-580-3993. And if you're in Brazil, the phone number there for the temple is 115581-8215. Thank you, and please call them with your questions. They have wonderful answers. Email them. Um, Seek the law.